Welcome to Digital Salsa Radio, and thank you for tuning in. DS Radio is a new way of looking at business, culture, from a Latino perspective. DS Radio is all about showcasing unique speakers and programs that will help you succeed in business, offering new resources and ideas for collaboration, startups, best practices, and more. DS Radio, we're on the air for success. What's up, everybody? This is Rogelio once again. Thank you for uh, tuning in to Digital Salsa Radio. We've got a really special guest here today and uh, very excited to uh, talk with her. Uh, we had a, a very interesting story of our re-encounter, and uh, we are in Edgewater, the Edgewater neighborhood here in Chicago, and I want to welcome to the show Patty. Patty, how are you? I'm well, Roger. How are you? Fantastic. So, uh, real quick, for those of you who don't know, um, uh, by profession, I am a news photographer. I work for NBC and Telemundo. And uh, we were covering a story just uh, two doors down. There was a, an accident uh, that happened. A car slammed into the front of a building and uh, demolished the uh, front porches on the uh, building. So, uh, you know, working with the news media, I, uh, I hang out with, uh, you know, some very uh, famous local people. Uh, we uh, happened to be in front of Edgewater Tacos here, and uh, we walked in because obviously we were hungry and tacos uh, are, are really good. So uh, I walk in with all my famous friends, and in the back, uh, I, I, I hear somebody yell, Roger Gazga? And I'm like, what? Who is this? <laughs> And uh, lo and behold, uh, my friend Patty, who uh, back in the, what is it, the 90s? In the 90s, In yes. the 90s, uh, we used to work for TCBY, the country's best yogurt. And I don't know if uh, those guys are still around. But um, fate would have it. Uh, she recognized me, uh, and uh, here we are. Uh, we're going to be talking to, to Patty about her story. Um, Patty, uh, it, it's a very interesting story. Um, you were telling me on that first encounter, you were telling me about how you and your brother were uh, working in corporate America. Can you tell me a little bit about that? Sure. So I have climbed the corporate ladder for 23 years. I've been everything from licensed insurance agent for a big um, insurance company and my last job was in the healthcare sector I was HR manager and payroll manager and I've worked in corporate setting for 23 years and I paid my dues and it was time to leave mm, time to leave so uh, you were very successful in corporate America you guys were doing well uh, what uh, prompted you to so tell me a little bit about um, what was the transition? Where did you go to? Like, wh where, like, how did, how did your decision to, uh, to leave corporate America uh, affect your decision on what you're doing now? Okay. So, I assume that by climbing the corporate ladder and getting to my goal of making great money and being in a great position that I would be happy forever and ever. I was so wrong. Mm. I learned that money is not everything. I had the great title. I had the great position, the great salary. I had everything I wanted. And I was not happy. I was very stressed out um, and just had a revelation in, when I was turning 45. I'm like, you know what? I, 
I've done everything to please my parents. What about me? They've lived their life. I need to start living mine. I have pleased my parents for so many years. I was a good daughter and still am the great daughter, but I wanted to do something on my own. And I saw that my brother was struggling too. He wasn't happy. Um, my brother was never, he never really gelled well in the corporate setting. My brother is very laid back. He's a happy, lovey-dovey guy, and he just kind of clashed with the corporate lingo and the corporate policy and on an HR perspective. You know, he was a great worker, is a great soul, but just was not happy. And he was married for eight years, and I just didn't see him, you know, where he wanted to be. So one day I decided, you know what, I need to start writing stuff down because happiness and good health is key. So I decided to make a list of my um, wants in life, and on every list was my restaurant. So it, it, it does seem like everybody should have a, a list like that uh, to be able to, and, and I guess it's, it's not too different from a bucket list, but I think it's a little bit more personal than, and, than just a bucket list, like, oh, I gotta go to Disneyland, I gotta go to Europe. It, it's one of those things that is life-affirming. Um, you know, you talked about family, and in the Latino culture, obviously, for those of you who are listening who are uh, Latino, it, it's a very important thing. It's, it's important. It's also a daunting thing because, like you said, you know, you, you want to live up to their expectations, and sometimes you forget about what your goals are. Um, talk a little bit about the pressure of family when it comes to career choices. Well, there was only, it's just my brother and I, and I'm the baby and female. <laughs> and so I had, there was definitely, I saw uh, a lot of differences between my brother and I and the way my brother was being treated. Um, everything was served easier for him. And I noticed that I had to work a little harder, which I didn't mind because I, as a young girl, my grandmother and mother had taught me how to live life through my own eyes, my own experience, work hard, um, which I didn't have a problem doing. So I knew that I had to work um, a little bit more and do more legwork being female and Latina. And I had to kind of uh, make my point and kind of leave my, my imprint somewhere. So I didn't mind that I had to shuffle a little bit more in life. So you, you did notice that there was a difference uh, growing up. Uh, what were some of the challenges? Um, not only, you know, obviously you grow, you're growing up Latina, uh, but there, there's obviously challenges just being Latino in business, but uh, you kind of had uh, two things going against you, you know, in quotes, obviously. But what, what were some of the challenges that you faced? Well, I noticed that in the corporate center, you. In, in the corporate world, you have to look the part and be that part. And I'm um, 4'11". I've always been, and you've known me, Ro. I've been, um, I've always been this chubby little girl with chubby <laughs> cheeks. I'm 46 now, and I still haven't changed. Um, so I didn't look the part for my age. And I remember working for um, the big insurance company when I would go and try to solicit business, people would not take me seriously. Mm. They just thought, oh, this not-nosed girl, what does she know about insuring my home and my business and all my life assets? Um, I had to really uh, leave my own tread and, and learn how to sell myself on top of selling the products. 
and convince people that yeah. by you know going with me and letting me service you that it would be the right thing and I've always been um, blessed to be able to have that ability to uh, work hands-on with people and have the ability to to sell and, and convince people that hey give me a try and a lot of people have given me the opportunity and that's why um, now in this place because of all the great people who had uh, faith in me and uh, gave me the ability to to you know show my stuff and uh, so transitioning into uh, you know running a restaurant how different was that experience or how different is that experience now uh, compared to what you used to do in the corporate world well I I am my own boss now mm. which is a great feeling um, it's not e it's not any easier it's definitely um, stressful but it's a different kind of stress and knowing that it's something for myself and for my family um, that is the gas that keeps the motor running every day it makes me spring out of bed and also to know that my community is loving what we're doing that is my my gas every day to keep going I love what I do um, it's very stressful but I always keep faith in my heart and always remember all my customers who are walking in every day looking forward to eating here and I think of my family and the legacy that I want to leave to my uh, nephew yeah that's interesting you know uh, a, a while back we had a friend of the podcast Jorge Montes uh, speaking of faith he said the three people that you should know in business are, are uh, a good attorney uh, a good accountant and a priest um, but uh, yeah uh, tongue-in-cheek I mean those are things that are those are elements that you uh, should have in business in place uh, can you talk a little bit about some of the challenges that were facing you when you when you first started so I'm not knocking my beloved city down <laughs> at all I love Chicago born and raised in Chicago but you know, they talk about they want to support small business owners and that there's great um, tools on, on the Internet that you can go to They're You know, they are trying to make everything easy for you, but there's a lot of red tape involved. Um, I had to go through a lot of hurdles and spend a lot of extra money on good lawyers to help me um, make this dream happen. Uh, this time around, at my age, being as stubborn as I am, I was not going to let anything get in my way. So I had to navigate um, and figure things out and have, like Roger said, um, definitely have a good lawyer um, involved and an accountant. So um, thanks to everyone who helped me um, get this dream going. Um, so yeah, we had problems with getting permits. Um, inspectors came and then they were finding every, trying to find any little ding in our business to hold off getting our license. But you know, I would always have a rebuttal because I, I would always do my research and I would tell them this place was a pizzeria before it was a taco shop. So I know that they had to abide by city ordinance as well. So why, if this place was already approved once before, why now are you putting up roadblocks for me? So, you know, I, I definitely uh, did my research, research before I opened up the business and had a, um, a good backing uh, with attorneys and support from family and other business owners in the area. Was failure an option? No, because I had my life invested in this dream. Um, I had everything. I cashed out my life 
to open up this business. And for me, there was no such thing as failure or that this was not going to happen. You know, uh, a lot of our guests uh, obviously are uh, Latino-centric. We talk about perseverance and strength and, uh, you know, that motivation, the motivational factor. Um, What would you tell other uh, up-and-coming business owners or folks that are daunted by the task of opening up their business? Because like you said, there is a lot of red tape, especially when you're dealing with municipalities and rules and regulations and things like that. But at the end of the day, you know, uh, what doesn't kill you makes you stronger, obviously. Talk a little bit about your uh, uh, perseverance and uh, the strength. Where do you draw that from? So we come from a lineage of strong backbones. All the women in our family um, have fought for so much. My grandmother... Um, who is from Quito, Ecuador. Um, She went through a lot to come to this country and to give her uh, children the best education and the best foundation. Uh, My father from Mexico City, his family um, did stay in Mexico. Um, Just a few siblings came here, but they had to uh, work hard to to get what they wanted and that is life i mean nothing is served on a silver platter even if you have money and born with a silver spoon in your mouth you have to figure things out on your own and nothing's easy one thing i did learn in this business you have to be organized Hmm. on paper and in your head you have to um, really have a good idea of what you want to do. If it's a beauty shop that you're going to open, make sure that you know how to do hair because if your crew um, calls in sick, you have to be able to keep those doors open at all times and not close down because you are not well staffed. Um, Imagine me in the HR world, um, my first month that we opened, I was working the griddle. I was working 13-hour shifts because a couple employees just burned me, but I refused to keep those doors closed. And I had my hair in a hairnet, and I was knocking out those orders, and people were loving the food. And so you have to definitely have a a goal set. Um, Also, do your research, and you have to love what you do. I cannot stress it enough. If, it, if you love to do hair, you better love to do all kinds of hair. For me, I love to cook. It's something that my father and my grandmother taught me how to do. And I love to feed people. Mm-hmm. For me, um, feeding people is happiness. Um, my mom always uh, criticized me. She's like, Patty, you always cook for an army. I love to feed people. And I don't know how to cook for one or two people. <laughs> it's always a big pot of rice and inviting everyone over to come eat. So for me, my happiness was um, doing these recipes the way my grandma and my father did. And every day that I'm making tamales or, or making uh, arquisados, I'm thinking of my family. I'm thinking of my, pa- my father especially, how he used to love to cook and how there was a story behind everything. That's fantastic. And I just, uh, speaking of feeding people, I just texted a picture of your menu and your front place to uh, my reporter buddy, uh, Asher. And he says, bring me home some tacos. So <laughs> for That's sure. Awesome. <laughs> but um, so before we started, 
you had reminded me that uh, back in the day that your father also owned a restaurant. Correct. So tell me a little bit about uh, <clears throat> what role that played in your decision to come back to this world. So my father was the cook in the family. My mom couldn't boil water. Oh, God. So my, my parents were yin and yang. They were such a perfect match. And my dad was always the one in the kitchen uh, just making this amazing food. And one of his dreams was to open up a restaurant. And my mom, working in the corporate sector, my mom was um, interner- international marketing engineer. And she was able to support our family while my father lived out his dream and got the business up and running. He opened up his first restaurant called La Finca. It was on diversity and Sheridan. It was right across from uh, Duffy's Bar and Grill that's still there. And he was right above Pars Cove that's still there. And he had a white linen, fancy, you know, Mexican restaurant and he had great clientele. And he was there for roughly 11 years and he closed the business down again because the city ordinances and they had to make changes to the um, upper part of the building. He just opted out. It would have been way too hard to, to repair. So he then reopened uh, 1130 West Thorndale. It was called Durango Mexican Restaurant. It was actually in Edgewater on the other side of my restaurant. And he ran his business for 14 years before my father became ill. He suffered a massive stroke. We're blessed. My dad is still with us. And we just learned that by having our own business, we could basically do what we wanted, like manage manage work life was much easier because my dad was able to you know, leave early to go to my graduation. He wasn't tied down uh, to the desk. And I love the flexibility that my dad had because he was there for every game, every volleyball game, every karate tournament that my brother had. My dad was always there. And um, it also, it was a form of expression for my dad. He had that sense of liberty because my brother gets the same thing for my dad where they um, like to do their own thing. And we just decided, you know, this is something that would be perfect because it's ingrained in us. We used to work after school. We would have to go work with my dad. I used to do his bookkeeping. I was only, what, 12, 13 years old with his first restaurant. And I was writing out checks and doing bookkeeping. You know, my mom taught me how to do that at a very young age, the responsibilities of a business. So it was, it's ingrained in us. That's it's good. in my blood. That's good. That's good. So... Let me gather my thoughts here. Edit. <clears throat> oh, I just had a thought. Am I answering your question? Oh, right? beautifully, okay. beautifully. This is this is great. <clears throat> okay. So, Patty, being uh, being your own boss, being an entrepreneur, being uh, self-employed, uh, you know, and I, I I can totally relate. Obviously, owning a video production company as well. You know, there it's very rewarding, but obviously when you first start there's a lot of challenges there's a lot of ebbs and flows um, there's a lot of uncertainties uh, when it comes to the business when it comes to income when it comes to process uh, you know a lot of businesses uh, and I'll, I'll, I'll give you this for example a lot of uh, video production businesses that started along the same time that I started back in 1994 um, are no longer around, but we have maintained, uh, you know, our, you know, steadfast growth 
and we're still doing it. And we still, like you said, we still love what we do, and I think that's the biggest key. Um, what has been some of the, uh, you know, on the flip side, some of the uh, things that people are really afraid to do or to, to face when it comes to uh, building a brand, building a business. Can you talk a little bit about uh, some of those pitfalls that, that you would recommend people to kind of keep an eye out for? There's different, uh, definitely challenges in opening anything or making a dream come true. Um, in every aspect, you need money. Something I learned from my mother, save. Save your money. You have to have financial backing. If you can do it without getting any loans from anywhere, because starting a business with loans is not the best thing, especially if you have already a mortgage and children in college or, you know, you don't want to do that. If you plan on opening up a business, make sure, and I made sure that I had at least a couple years worth of rent if my business didn't start out the right way. If it was very slow and I wasn't able to meet my rent every month, I had to make sure that I could keep my business going for at least two years because I was not going to give in. Um, that's something that I was not going to accept. So I just remember uh, something that my mom said, save your money. Um, you show your worth not by the assets and material wealth that you have, but you show your worth by what you have in your bank. I learned that when I was purchasing my new car when I was just... Uh, 15 and a half um, my mom said well you don't have enough for your down payment she's like why don't you take all your clothes and your wonderful shoe collection and see if the bank will take it as collateral <laughs> I didn't like that yeah. but you know that was the the fire that she placed under my rump to really take action and fix that problem and since then I'm frugal Franny I put money in the bank and that's something that you have to, in anything, in life, in marriage, in businesses, you have to have money. People say, well, money's not everything. Well, excessive money is not good, but enough to keep that dream alive. So do not, um, one thing Exce I recommend. Ex excessive money? What is that? <laughs> I have no idea. <laughs> um, but one thing I did learn was also, um, I believe in energy and positive energy and good karma. Kill people with kindness. Be loyal. Be honest. Doors will open up for you. Doors will open up for you. I get goosebumps just saying it because um, it's from my experience. Um, times where I have not been able to, to meet that goal, something just happens. Like I don't know if it's answered prayers or that positive karma coming my way. Um, I've learned to kill people with kindness and be generous in giving. If it's... Um, a homeless person or um, pet adoption mm -hmm. or you know being good to people um, killing people with a smile um, I've always learned that that positive energy also helps the life flow and, and I know it's helping my business also so it's not just having a good mindset and the finances and being really organized but also having a good heart um, being good to people um, it believe me it'll work out 
Yeah, and you know, not to be all uh, uh, Sunny Sally here, but uh, you know, it, uh, we haven't seen each other in X amount of years, and I'm not going to say how many because I'm not. We're not really that old, but uh, you know, y- you do have like this 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 glow of, of happiness and sunshine uh, follow you. It's it's very evident. Um, you know, talking about organizational skills too, that's also very important. We're sitting here in the, uh, in, you know, in the main dining room of your restaurant. Um, I, I've been obviously, you know, as a Mexican, I've been in a lot of Mexican restaurants, right? So I, I can say this for a fact. I mean, the restaurants are very, um, your restaurant right now is very organized. It's, you know, I mean, the, the, the tables are, are nice. The water is exactly where it needs to be. The counter is is organized i mean it it really helps to be organized not only you know in i guess you know to use the terminology in news to be organized in front of the camera as as well as behind the scenes um what other qualities uh do you think is pertinent when starting a business and there's a lot of people that are ready to take that jump but for whatever reason uh, whether it's what you spoke about, lack of money, lack of motivation, fear. Fear is the biggest obstacle, I think. How do you overcome that type of fear? Well, this is something um, I started talking about recently because I know that it's important to talk about it. I suffer from anxiety and depression. Hmm. I uh, was recently diagnosed with it, and I have learned that it's something that my chemical imbalance is telling me that I have, but it's not what I have in my heart. And that is something that I have to fight with every day. It's a challenge, but I've learned that, um, that nothing was going to get in my way. And for me, you know, the important thing of a business is you have to do something, be creative be different what are you going to do that's going to stand out from all the thousands and thousands of other mexican restaurants that that are in chicago alone and i had to definitely go against the current go against the grain and for me was to offer quality products quality yes means a lot more money and more expenses at my end but i wanted to let people know that you know what mexican food is not a divey thing it's not like oh a greasy hole in the wall where you get freaking tacos with meat and a tortilla it could be a cozy welcoming clean environment wholesome environment and still give good quality and so anything that you plan on doing if it's again painting or fixing houses you better be the best home builder do something different and for me it's being personable with everyone that walks in through my door because everyone that's walking in through my door is supporting my dream and keeping my dream alive so even if they're coming in for a can of soda or a catering order it's everyone is treated equally there I see no differences of how their color of their skin or what they're wearing they're my customers I'm going to feed them well and treat them good so they can come back so you have to have people skills and whatever you do you have to have people skills um, and definitely uh, think have a great idea of what you want to do in 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 your product or in your business Um, be organized 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 I cannot stress it enough 
You know, when people talk about tacos, I tend to cry. You're going to make me cry, Patty. But uh, <laughs> th that is really, really wonderful. <clears throat> and obviously one who has had a lot of tacos, you guys are the tops, uh, I'm sure, especially in this neighborhood. You know, I'm, I'm sitting in the in the dining room, like we mentioned, and uh, there's a lot of uh, framed art and some reviews on the walls. Tell me a little bit about some of the uh, accolades that the restaurant has, uh, has uh, gained. I call them my blessings, my business blessings. So I was in the corporate setting when I was planning out my restaurant. And on my spare time or on my lunch break, I was creating menus, uh, dealing with the city and getting permits, um, haggling with uh, equipment companies of why they're charging me so much for a griddle, um, going back and forth. I remember saying, okay, I plan on staying in corporate America for a whole year while my business is, gets up and running. My brother was here with my boyfriend. They were the only two employees I had on payroll. And uh, two, two weeks into opening the doors, we get a wonderful, wonderful article written about our restaurant from BuzzFeed. Oh, nice. So El Norte used to be a well-known Mexican restaurant literally on the other side of my restaurant. My aunt and uncle owned it. My father had helped them set up this restaurant because they wanted to get a chance to see if they could do it. And they ran their business for over 30 years and it was a successful business and well-known in Edgewater. So our fam, a lot of people knew the link between that restaurant. And when they found out that Edgewater Tacos was opening and it was the niece of El Norte, the community, the outpour of our community, we had a line out the door. And I'll never forget my brother calling me at work saying, Patty, can you play sick and leave work early? I'm like, why? What's going on? He goes, log into the camera and look what's going on. There was a line outside the door. Oh, wow. And my brother was the cashier and the bagger and the order taker. <laughs> and he was going to have a nervous fit. So I just remember just... Uh, being honest and saying I have to leave I have an emergency and I came down here I was still in my power suit I was in my heels I flew down here threw my hair in a hairnet and was taking orders and running the business and, and the night we closed we um, decided that you know what I'm going to have to say bye bye to the corporate setting sooner than thoughts that's awesome and thanks to that BuzzFeed article and that's where it started um, we started getting a lot of notice um, from our community people writing in we turn our first year and we get a call from Chicago's best I thought it was one of my friends playing a cruel joke on me oh, no. because I've always talked about Chicago's best and yeah. oh, it would be so cool to be on the TV. So I get a call when we turned one year and they wanted to interview us and come meet with us because customers were writing into them saying that they had to come down and try our fish taco. Wow. So I get the call. They come down and we wind up appearing on Chicago's Best. We were voted Best Fish Taco. And again, our community came out to rally for us. And um, it's been such a blessing. All these uh, sun times and all these other accolades we have received and acknowledgements is huge in a small business in such a short period of time. 
That is great. Yeah, I see a lot of reviews. Uh, you know, before we started, you started to, uh, you know, mention the uh, the red line situation. What what was all that about again? There was an article written, and I have to I haven't had time to frame it in my restaurant. I don't have a lot of wall space. It is a tiny nook, um, but we there was an article written, and it was about the red line, best. Uh, taco shops right off of the red line and we were voted uh, best taco shop right off of the Bryn Mawr red line stop which again brings a lot of attention to our business and the article has brought a lot of business in so all these little um, pinpoints and ads and stuff that's coming out based on our business is huge because every every little bit counts and it's bringing business to us and to my community. You know, um, new people that have never been to Edgewater, have never heard of Edgewater, they're coming out of their way to try my food, but also try other businesses. Uh, all, uh, there's a ton of small businesses in the area, and I feel that um, that is helping everyone, not just myself. That is fantastic. Patty, tell us and our listeners where the restaurant's located. We're located in Edgewater at 5624 North Broadway. We're on Broadway in Bryn Mawr intersection, and we're right next to the Walgreens. Excellent. And you guys do catering as well? We do catering. We sure do. Excellent. Patty, thank you so much for this discussion. It was wonderful. I learned a lot, and now I'm really hungry. So in uh, honor of us uh, having worked uh, TCBY a long time ago, Let's get some waffle cones ready. Woohoo! <laughs> Patty, thank you very much. Thanks, Ro. So this is Digital Salsa Radio. Let's uh, throw it back to the studio. Hey, we want to thank Patty Guerrero as we recorded our episode live in her restaurant at Edgewater Tacos in Chicago. If you're in the neighborhood, please stop by for lunch and tell her Digital Salsa Radio sent you. Don't forget to order the fish tacos. They are scrumptious. If you've enjoyed our content, please tell a friend and subscribe to the show. And if you're interested in a collaboration with DSR, please contact us on Twitter at Digital S Radio. And don't forget, hashtag Pass the Chips. On behalf of Alex and I, remember to set your reminders, bells, and whistles to Digital Salsa Radio. We'll catch you next time where our trilogy of success series, Latina Empowerment, continues. Take care, everybody. Thank you for tuning in to DS Radio, your resource for success. As always, thank you to our guest speakers for their willingness to share their thoughts and ideas. Remember to subscribe, like, and share this podcast. We're very interactive with our subscribers, so don't be afraid to join in on the discussion. Look for us everywhere. DS Radio, we're on the air for success.